here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Eddie Cohn here, host, creator, producer of the show. Thrilled you're here. You get to listen to me talk about dystopian days that we're living in right now. Let me ask you, if, if your brain is a chart, what percentage of the time do you think everything that is unfolding in the world right now makes complete sense, is about your health, is about love, family, community, bringing people together. What percent of your brain thinks that if we allow this to just continue on and don't push back in any sort of way, that that utopia will unfold? Or is dystopia always going to be there? And we just should probably just avoid it just go along with, uh, just conform and just say everything is okay. It, at what point in our day-to-day lives do we say enough is enough? And I, I'm not sure. We all have to answer for that ourselves. But this world that I see unfolding, I think I said it in another podcast, it is a science fiction movie. It is The Road, Children of Men, Squid Games, It may not look that extreme. This potentially could be even more dangerous because it's so pernicious, it's so subtle, it's psychological, and if you don't oblige, if you don't obey, you will be ridiculed, made fun of, lambasted, canceled, quote-unquote, that's the new N-word these days. It's truly a science fiction film. It's a science fiction story right out of Cormac McCarthy, and... Um, I know we all have to figure out our way to navigate through it. Um, I don't have the answers for you. For me personally, uh, I use this podcast, and I'm also using the record that I wrote as as therapy to help me get through. Um, I, I realize every I, I believe take care of yourself mentally, physically, every single day. Eat well. Take tons of vitamins. Exercise every day, try to have face-to-face conversations, read, avoid social media as much as you can. Um, and, and, and I think that is those are the simple tools to be to become a healthier, more balanced you. I know it sounds very simple, but I don't believe the world, the powers to be, the leaders, the politicians really, are creating a utopian world. They are not really, it's not really about your health. I just was watching the Bill Maher show, and this new medication for COVID apparently cost $17 to manufacture, and they want to charge $700. The world, just like six months ago, a year ago, was talking about how COVID is not infecting kids, but now the mandates are slowly rolling out where kids under the age of 12, now 5 to 12, are going to need to have this new vaccine, this experimental vaccine, to go to school. Where is the end game to all of this? Where is somebody who's going to say, once we reach 70, 80% vaccinated, we're going to be okay? When is the end game? As Bill Maher said a couple weeks ago, the pandemic is over, COVID is done. Nobody wants you to believe that. It's a strange world. And, and I've been writing about it a lot uh, and with this record. 
I wrote about it in a new poem that I'm actually going to read to you right now. And then I want to share with you a couple stories. It's, it's just, it's a strange world that we're navigating. And this is a poem that I wrote that I just released on media. It's called Shrinkage. The more you scroll, the more you shrink. The more you stare, the more we shrink. Collectively, globally, minds evaporate to dust. Shrinkage. Not Costanza shrinkage, your brain shrinking. Activity gone. Alive and free, wanting, thinking, all gone. You're meant to feel alive, to express and to feel. Feel, remember? Feelings, remember those? You're not meant to troll, not to stare, or be a waste of time. To think, to think for yourself. Break free from the chains that your cell phone has wrapped around your priorities, your values, your perspective, your life. Break free from the trick, the trick of dopamine, the attention whore living inside of you, wanting to steal the life out of you. You deserve much more than a like, a tweet, or a follow. What have we been turned into? Blips, fragments, high school, broken pieces, shrinkage, life's potential fading away in a pernicious cycle tricked by the ease of convenience, tricked by fake fame and fake fortune. Shrinkage, you can't feel it. Shrinkage, it's happening right now. What can be done to combat the shrinkage? Don't ask Siri. Ask yourself if you can hear yourself think. Siri, don't ask. Siri, don't ask. The more you scroll, the more you shrink. So I have a story that I have to tell you, and I, I haven't shared it with really anybody other than a couple people in my family, but um, I like to share stories. I went back east to visit my family. We had a little health scare, all is well. So on the plane ride to Cleveland, and I'm in the aisle seat and I'm noticing a guy, a young man, probably in his early 30s, in the aisle seat next to me. And I, you know, I, I take notice of these things, but he's clearly obsessed with his phone, moving quickly, Instagram constantly checking it, Facebook constantly checking, uh, WhatsApp on it. Just his hands are moving like lightning, uh, not tweeting, but just responding to messages and Instagram nonstop before the plane takes off. Um, and I, I take notice of these things. I just I notice the shift in our values as a culture, paying more attention to technology than to fellow human beings. So we take off, we're about 30, 45, eh, probably an hour into the flight, and I'm editing uh, an episode um, of my podcast on my tablet, on my iPad. And all of a sudden, turbulence starts to really disrupt our flight. And the guy next to me starts to 
create a conversation. And, and, and I start to think to myself, because I'm very similar, I, I'm, I am like this, where if there's a lot of turbulence, I like to have conversations with people on the plane because it relieves my anxiety. So I'm thinking, oh, he, he's probably feeling a little anxious. Let's, let's have a little talk. And so he asks me, oh, I, I see you're editing something on your iPad. What, what do you do? Or, or you know, what, do, what are you editing? And I said, well, actually, uh, I'm editing my podcast. He goes, oh, cool. Um, what's your podcast about, he asks me. And I say, well, um, you know, I, I've, I've certainly noticed the technology, the technology has, has rewired human beings, and I believe has disrupted a lot in our culture. And, and certainly change people's priorities. And I'm still sort of talking about it. And I see his face and his whole body language. Well, his face like turns white. His body like becomes concave. And I continue on with my little pitch here saying, you know, look, I use tech. I, I certainly like tech. I'm not a Luddite. But I can certainly see... Um, I don't particularly like what technology has done to our priorities, our values, and our culture. And so I talk about it on my show. I talk about it with fellow guests um, and other artists, and, and we sort of talk about the impact of tech. And so he asks me, uh, he goes, well, what's the name of the show? And I say, The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral. And he's trying to find it on his phone. And he says, God, you know, the internet must not be very good. I can't find it yet. I go, well, no big deal. And, and, and so then there's sort of like this moment of pause. And then I said, you know, you know by the way, I, did, I didn't mean to be, you know, negative or, or bring you down. He goes, no, it's fine. I, I understand. And I said, look, you know, uh, technology is great. And, and, and he's sort of smiling. He's, I get it. He's like, it's no big deal. Um, and then that's sort of the end of it. And... I'd say maybe five, 10 minutes pass, and I'm sort of feeling kind of guilty, like, God, maybe I was a bit too harsh. Uh, he, maybe he thought I was judging him because maybe he saw that I saw that I paid, paid notice or took notice with this idea that he is pretty addicted to his phone. So then I, I said, well, you know, you know what, what do you do for a living or what do you do? And then he smiles and he says, well, funny thing, um, but I work for Facebook. <laughs> and instantly I just, I was like, oh, and I said, oh my God, I, I'm so sorry. And he goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. I go, really? I didn't mean anything of it. And he, he goes, I get it. It's, it's fine. I, I understand where you're coming from. And it was just sort of this, this strange um, discomfort that we both felt. And he wasn't rude and I certainly wasn't rude. And a few minutes went by, and it's so funny because then he said, you know, we are actually doing some really great things for small businesses, and we're helping people, um, small business owners, become more uh, hands-on with their website. They don't have to use a website anymore. They can just use our page. And they always say that customers uh, like to buy from other people as opposed to, you know, machines like they do at the big brick and mortar. So, uh, which I found ironic and interesting that he was sort of trying to defend his company by telling me about how Facebook is, is trying to implement new tools for small business owners. Look, this, this isn't going away. 
You know, the the this this isn't my show isn't about condemning Facebook's also intent to make money. You know, there was all this this big story a few weeks ago about the whistleblower uh, coming out and condemning Facebook's practices. And, and I, I get irked when she's bringing up, I forget her name, but she brought up, you know, money and, and they're willing to do anything. And well, this is the point. How far is Facebook willing to go? I, you know, I don't condemn them wanting to make money. But what I am curious about and what we should all be curious about is to what extent or how far will Facebook go to make a dollar, to turn the screws, to get us addicted to likes. I I personally have seen my numbers exponentially go down over the last year on Instagram, be it likes, followers, comments. What am I doing in the algorithm where I'm not getting as much feedback or attention? And what is the effect psychologically on people if they did become addicted or more reliant to those likes, comments, and followers. I like to think of myself as pretty stable mentally, but I can get a bit discouraged or bummed out if I put something on Instagram or Facebook that I put my heart into, whether it's my record, poetry, books, uh, book ideas. I'm not just posting selfies of my abs all day. Um, I'm putting a lot of thought and meaning. And I have seen the likes, the comments trail off significantly. What is the impact of that on somebody's psyche? If somebody's fragile, what is the impact on our world if more people are concerned or value likes, attention, and followers over community, love, and friendship? What if friendship, quote-unquote, is no longer face-to-face, but is communicated through emojis and likes and comments? What if people are tricked into thinking somebody is their friend if somebody likes their post? Like, that is enough to make somebody feel like they are a friend. I think language, friendship, values have completely been uprooted thanks to our phone. And I know there are a lot of people out there that will say, well, Facebook is just like advertising, magazine advertisements, television. And I I find that to be a weak, myopic argument, stance, because the screws, the mental psychological screws control that Facebook and Instagram has on our culture is unparalleled, is unlike anything we can even possibly manage, um, calculate, or understand. And if you don't watch yourself, you will waste hundreds, thousands, years of your life on your phone, on your television, on your computer, watching minutia, watching useless entertainment. And as I've said hundreds of times, 
the phone is creating a more passive world, a world that can't think for themselves, that can't think objectively. And I think it's the perfect backdrop for politicians, nefarious leaders to create a dangerous, divisive world. They are taking advantage of people's apathy. So I'm going to leave you with that today. I'm also going to play another song from my new record. I'm really, it's interesting. This song is called, What Do You Want From Me? And I think it, it sort of, it's about what I've been touching on. It's, it's sort of like, what more do I have to do to appease the government? You know, I, I'm sorry, but if we allow these, these mandates to go through where you have to show this to get on a plane or you have to show this to get into a gym, it's not like four months from now some leader in Los Angeles or in Washington is going to say, okay, the numbers are down, we're all back to normal. Now, I would love to be wrong and think that six months from now, a, policy, a, politi- a political leader is going to say, you know something, the COVID numbers are so low that um, we are all back to normal. You don't have to show your vax pass anymore. That's not how this works, people. They're not going to turn this back. They're just going to keep taking and taking and taking. And it's strange, but we as people, I guess, it's not a quote-unquote new normal. It's like we just, our brains get tricked into thinking it's normal. I still, I see more people now, kids even, wearing masks outdoors. And it's sort of like, that is insane. You should not be wearing, that is not normal behavior. So it's it's sort of like, what more do they want to take from us? What more do they want me to do? You know, everybody, you know, the people out there are vilifying and, and spewing vitriol towards people that aren't vaxxed. I mean, it's just obscene. Obesity. 70, over 70% of people that died, they're saying, from COVID were obese. Meanwhile, the sugar aisle, the cereal aisle in grocery stores is jammed with shitty, unhealthy cereal. People aren't exercising. People are staying home, watching television all day, using their phone to order um, McDonald's and Burger King. It's just like this, this is all a charade. So the song, What Do You Want From Me, was inspired by all of that. It's like, what more are they going to ask of us? When is the finish line? Where is the finish line? And I I know Aaron Rodgers is getting ridiculed, and certainly there was some foul play in the way that they were, they being the Green, Green Bay Packers, were hiding the story because they value winning over truth. Isn't it funny how truth, as I've said, doesn't matter? So certainly there was some malfeasance there. But he does have a point. This isn't about health. It's clearly not about health. 
So I'll leave you with that. A lot to think about. And then I, I guess I'll ask you, and, and I ask myself this every day, it's sort of like, when do I say something? When do we take a stand? When do we stand up for ourselves? I don't know. We all have to choose for ourselves. You know where to find me on Instagram, at the Spiritual Spiral Podcast on Instagram, at Eddie Cohn. New record, Dystopian Days, is on all streaming sites. Uh, you can buy the record at eddiecone.bandcamp.com. Write a review on iTunes for the show. Share the show with your friends. Hitting almost 200 episodes, crazy, amazing episodes in the library. And that is it. We'll end the show, as I said, with, I think, one of my favorite songs that I think I've ever written. It's called What Do You Want From Me? So I'll end the show with another song from the record. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. You did it before and no one stopped you. They watched you. Just kill them softly before we leave.